Welcome to Processing Purpose, a business and lifestyle podcast committed to having honest conversations about the stuff in our lives that is often suppressed, ignored, or overlooked. We are two brothers from very different backgrounds, but with one common goal. From entrepreneurship to relationships, from hobbies to house projects, nothing is off limits as we process becoming the best version of ourselves in business and life. We're back. I like the vibrato. You hit, <laughs> you hit a high note, and I appreciate that a lot. You know, you sang it, what, two, three, four episodes ago? I'm just trying to keep up. I'm just trying to keep up. Appreciate the counterbalance. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here. Had we're, a little break. We're doing it. For yeah. us? Yeah. Although, we actually week. just talked about, and yeah, a little break on recording, but uh, we busted our butt all weekend. I'm actually, I woke up pretty tired. We were... Getting a lot of chores done, dump runs, yard work, all that stuff. Getting ready for winter. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, the cold weather's moving in. October leaves are changing. Yep. We uh, spent all day, spent actually a lot of the weekend like trimming trees and yeah. pruning and getting yeah. burn piles ready and all of that stuff. So Wells actually, my son, seven years old, he's like, Dad, why are you doing all this work this weekend? I want to play. I want to play. You know, which of course is always sure. a tear for a parent because you're like. That's way more important, but I also have these obligations. And so I actually took the time, got down on one knee and explained to him, hey, just understand mom and dad during different seasons have to prepare the home and the property for different things, right? We do go through different changes. So we live in an area that has drastic four seasons, really hot summers, big changes in the fall, big change in the spring. And then of course, winter, we got to prepare for winter. It's cold. It's kind of hard to live through. So you got to prepare your home, get everything winterized and all this stuff. So I explained this stuff in detail. And I said, as opposed to an area like, you know, Southern California, where it's the same temperature year. It's pretty funny. <laughs> same temperature year round, always the same. And he goes, what do you mean? Like, it's always cold there. I was like, no, no, no. It's always like 70, 80 degrees. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, I want to live in California. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, that's the problem. Everybody else does too. And that's become the issue. But uh but nevertheless, I think it's always good to, if you can, take time and explain to your children what you're doing and why you're doing it, right? Yeah. Like, otherwise, they just think you're ignoring them sometimes. And relate it to something that they can identify with, right? Yeah. You know, it, how do they prep? Where, right. What areas are they prepping for? Like, that's a great, you yeah. know, uh, when you go outside and it's and it's winter, you have to put your boots on. Yep. You know, it's the same that we have to do around here. We have to make sure that our faucets are covered you know with so boots. That they, with boots <laughs> so that they don't freeze it, yep. it's just part of the process of what we have to do yeah yep there's just a lot of have to's in life and um yeah and our kids need to see us work in fact you sent me that video oh what's his name he's a huge speaker right now he's married to the spanx gal oh jesse itzler yeah remember he Eiser. talked about he, jesse it's jesse jesse itzer or itzer yeah um but he talked about it. he's like look you know our kids aren't going to stop flying private like that's our lifestyle right. now but my kids need to see me grind my kids yep. need to see me just struggle right whether yep. it be climbing a mountain or anything else you're doing in your life they need to see you grind through the have to's um maybe even some of those want to's you know maybe some of those climbing moments Absolutely. where you're like i want to do this i want to show my kids what it looks like to really push through pain mm -hmm. um and doing things that you don't want to do you yeah. know and just having a better attitude around it that, that sort of thing so that was really i appreciated that yeah a lot. That's great. Uh, do you have your kids helping with that stuff or are they 
most of your kids are still a bit younger still, or are they kind of inside while you guys are doing all that stuff? Yeah, it depends on what it is, right? Um, but we're help, we're having to help more and more and more. Um, but it's smaller tasks, you know, like putting laundry away and sure. Um, but Wells is wanting to help more and more, which is really endearing. It's pretty cool. So he woke up early the other morning for Nate's and your guys' birthday party and all that and helped me smoke meat and spritz in the meat with me in the morning. And it's pretty cool. So he's wanting uh, yesterday for dinner. He buttered and garlic salted all the bread, and I made spaghetti last night. So he was helping with that. And so Nice. We had spaghetti last night too. Nice. It must have been spaghetti night. <laughs> oh, by the way, that sausage. It's legit, right? is crazy good so uh that, my family so makes sausage good. every year i was mind blown actually i didn't know what to expect but i was really impressed yeah it is fantastic uh so we do our own recipe buy the pork butt mix it season it grind it and then uh we do mostly bulk like a lot of people do link but we like bulk sausage. yeah i was gonna ask do you ever do link have you guys ever done the casing and stuff it and yeah um We've done a lot of it, actually. I just, I found that almost all the time I'm preferring bulk than I do over the casings and the, the regular sausage because yeah, I ended up finding that I was cutting the casings off just to pull the sausage out. <laughs> so it, so it was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <clears throat> so and Sausage patties are good too. Yeah. yeah. Sausage patties. But in in spaghetti. Super good. It's makes some of the best spaghetti ever. It's really good. So thank you for handing some of that over. We're going to make more here in a few weeks. Sweet. I'll take some. <laughs> And I'll pay for it too, no yeah. doubt. Man, that stuff is really good. It's so good. Yeah. So, are your kids helping a lot around the around the place? Yeah, as as much as we can find a window for them to help. Yes, again, sure. it has to be in context to size, right, right. and uh, capacity. But Van for sure. You know, he's eleven now, and so you know, I strapped the the uh, the blower on his back. We have a you nice. know backpack blower, and I was oh, like, oh, those are the best. I was like, all right, you're gonna blow all the leaves he probably loved that he probably felt like he was ghostbusters i loved maybe in air quotes <laughs> he's like mm. he's like okay this is there's gonna be worse things Dude, but yeah but do you ever game? i don't but do you ever gamify chores i'm thinking about we should i think we should right he should be a ghostbuster out there blasting ghosts i mean he'd love that <laughs> he'd probably eat that stuff up yeah anyway yeah food for thought but yeah anytime we have a chance like they all you know i was around trimming trees so all of them came out and had to drag limbs over to the pile, right? Right. And you can get a limb that is big enough for you. Like, I don't care if it's a big one or it's a small one or you're only carrying one. And I'm like, come on, really? Right. As long as you're helping. Right. Like, this is just what we do. Yeah. And I look back on my childhood, too, and I always have this idea that I just was a really hard worker as a kid. And I don't know if that was true. You know, if you actually, <laughs> you know, as our kids are perceiving it, they're probably like, I'm working my butt off. And you're looking back going... It's a half-assed job, yeah. you know, or whatever else. Yeah. And here we are as kids probably feeling the same way. Yeah. But, but I, I even told you an episode or two ago, like, I have started, when my kids ask me for stuff, I've started to say, no, I'm not your servant. Because I know they're capable of doing it. And right. I want the switch to, like, automatic be, I can do this. And if I can't do this, then I'm going to ask for help. But, like, how can I do this on my own? And so, that's, that's a big ship to turn but self-efficacy is probably one of the most important parts of our development right as yeah. we're growing and becoming our own person and be becoming independent and established in the things we do and doing it well and so freaking important right so many parents just want a helicopter and do it for the oh, let's just get out of the way let me do it for you let them struggle through it let them get let them figure it out because 
if they're always relying on others to help them along the way. Well, and I get it though too, right? I mean, Van helped with, uh, you know, blowing the leaves this weekend, but it was half as good as I could have done. Right. Right. And so I get the irritation of like having them help and it not being done the way you want it to be done or as well as you want it to be done, but that's going to be part of it. And the only way any of us learn anything is to do it and probably do it wrong the first few times we do it. So you kind of have to like be okay with it not being done to perfection, if you will, just so that you can get them in the habit of like, help, this is what we do. I do want to, I want to effort more toward a really kind way of correcting it though, right? Because like, I also am afraid my kids are going to develop an idea that half-ass efforts are good enough. And a lot of times in the world, they're not. Uh, you actually lose jobs over that. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, you know, I'm trying to find that balance of like, you know, I appreciate you doing this, but I want to show you how I would do it. And, but I also don't want that to turn into a browbeating contest over like, God, my dad never thinks anything's good enough. It you comes know? down for me. It comes down f- to like effort versus performance. Sure. If like, you see this, like, yeah, like, come on, dude, try a little harder. right? Yeah, yeah. If it's like, fine, I'll do it. And they're like dragging the thing behind them and like, giving half-ass energy that's totally different than genuinely out there just trying to do it and it just not being good enough right like that's two totally different things right and so we we spend a lot of time talking about effort around here yeah um and that gosh even with we had soccer games this weekend even with nora with my daughter like she was it was her last soccer game of the season and i was like all i want to see is maximum effort wait it's over yeah. Soccer season's done? Yeah, for Nora. Koa's still got two weeks left, I think. Wow, that was but fast. But Nora's done. Yeah. But, but good, it was good all, message. It was always like, you know, she didn't score a goal this year. She enjoyed playing mostly defense. Fine. Like, I don't – it's fine. She's – but I was like, look, all I want today, maximum effort. Like, yeah. You, there's, you're not saving energy for anything else. This is the last game of the season. I want you to have to drag your fanny off that – soccer field and we had to have a talk about it she's like i don't know if i can do that like what you don't know if you can give maximum effort like so we had to have a conversation about about that so yeah but that's that's the topics these days is like effort effort over results yeah boy and that actually might be a good segue into external and internal effects on our lives or as you framed it the macro affecting the micro around our lives um and so that's topically kind of what we were leaning toward today was just talking about how we manage ourselves through it all. And the reason I say that's a good segue is I think effort is the only answer through mm-hmm. all of it. You know, I think there are too Great many point. There are too many unknowns. And what I mean by external and internal, meaning what in, what is going on in the world that is totally reshaping or changing the way you perceive it and the yeah. way you you behave and the way you pursue things. And and I think Luke is right. I think uh, you know, talking about all of the oddities in the world, we can get into the specifics, but we don't need to, you can turn on just about any new syndication. Yeah. And get... I'm sure we'll touch on some of them. Yeah. But, but, uh, but the truth is that through all of it, whether it be uncertainty, fear, uh, just a constant need for work is effort. I think you just have to keep efforting toward whether it be a goal or maybe just, um, 
a simple necessity, right? That you're just moving toward it. You're taking steps toward it. You're trying to learn more. You're trying to become better. As I've said before, Robert Kiyosaki said that the one of the greatest, uh, what do you say, it, for lack of a better term, sadnesses of the world is, is the fact that most people are just uneducated enough to not see the opportunities sitting right in front of them. Mm. He said, it's not a big margin. It's a really small margin. Um, and I think effort can make the difference there and close that gap for a lot of people. Such a massive topic and, you know, we'll try and touch on it, but I see so many people and people in our family and otherwise that get paralyzed. Mm -hmm. I think, and I think that's probably a pretty good word actually, because of some sort of drama going sure. on in the news or abroad or in their own house or with relationships and we it's really easy to get caught up in you know what my head coach calls the red vortex sure of just like the sky is falling mm -hmm. because if you focus on all the news and all the stuff it does feel like the sky is falling sure like it feels like and and we could just name a few right everything from you know, uh, climate change to uh, war in Israel to war in Ukraine to Ch uh, China, anything to China, anything right now in this day and age to uh, an election cycle coming up with two subpar candidates to um, you know, UAPs to I cosmic threats. I mean, there's what do they say in 2029? There's a there's a asteroid the size of the rose bowl that is going to get within our uh gravity field might it's not it, it shouldn't hit the earth but it hit, if it hits a keyhole which they're calling a 600 mile span of space that it will hit our gravity field and actually make its way back in nine years and it will be aimed right at us isn't that wild so if you, you can pick just about anything and start focusing on you know, fear-based topics, and it's going to take you down that rabbit hole Man. pretty quick. So I'm not advocating sticking your head in, your sand, in the sand and ignoring it because I would think that there would be some that would be like, well, yeah, well, what's your alternative though, right? If you're not going to pay attention to it, are you just going to ignore it? And yes and no. I And I'm not saying this is right for everybody. Right. But for me... I kind of do ignore it. Like I don't turn on the news. I don't, I don't watch CNN. I don't watch Fox. I don't watch any of them. I, I have the news app on my phone, but it's rarely opened. Sure. Uh, I've turned off all notifications from it. I figure that if something massive happens, I'll hear about it right. and then I'll figure out what I need to do about it. But the rest of the time, Look, the news cycle is intent, purposely crafted to feed fear. Totally. That is absolutely what keeps the news going. You bet. It is. And the scarier it is, the more eyeballs they get. So that being the case, there are some legitimate things to be fearful of. But let's just say 95% of what the news talks about is fear-mongering it won't impact you whatsoever there won't be any 
even external impact on you whatsoever. Yeah. So it can create apathy. It can create, you know, uh, a state of, of uncertainty. It can create um, procrastination, keeping your head in all of these things and to unplug and go, no, like where you started with. The only thing I can really control truly my effort that's it yeah i i i don't have any control in your attitude but that's also effort that's absolutely. a that's a form of effort absolutely i i don't really have any control over the election i don't i don't really have any control over what's going on in israel or ukraine or aliens or climate i don't have control in some you you your response is more neutrality around that but a lot of people's response to that is actually helplessness right i i can't control this right. well what the hell am i going to do then right. i mean if there's another insurrection if there's another what happens what are we going to do you know and so i guess i i want to make it clear that this is coming from a, a older and wiser luke <laughs> right in that you went through a season of maybe feeling those same feelings right yeah. but I want to make it clear, and I'm in the process of it, but you're also a well-prepared, wiser version of yourself, right? And so your stance may, your outlook may be, there's not much I can control about this, but I have controlled what I can. Yeah. I've taken everything in and I can absolutely sit down and go, we're going to be fine for whatever, 30 days, six weeks, two months, doesn't matter. But you know that you have a framework in your head here physically that can protect you and provide for your family. Yeah. There's a lot of you out there that, and we're not talking about going into a, a you know, prepper conversation here, but being prepared is important. Yeah. E even some of those basic things, I'm not talking about going to the extremes, just some of those basic needs, gasoline, things that are just readily available for you. So you're not, you're not following the herds around if something were to happen, trying to fight for resources. Don't make that. Well, look, we can either. take, you know, like the absolute absurd of like alien invasion. Let's just take that out of the equation. Sure. Okay. Let's bring it back to something very practical. Yeah. Hurricanes, earthquakes, and volcanoes. Yeah, very much. Okay. We're right here in it. Yeah. We're right here in it. We're, you know, hundreds of miles away from Mount St. Helens, maybe 150 miles away. Well, not only that, but the subduction zone right on, on the coast of Oregon and Washington that is in the next 50 years should produce a cataclysmic earthquake. That That is coming. If you're in California, it's earthquakes. Right. Right? If you're <laughs> in the Midwest, it's tornadoes. If you're on the East Coast in the Gulf, it's hurricanes, right? None of us are immune to something catastrophic happening that changes everything as you know it. Right. And so being prepared yes physically okay uh the physically having food storage having you know uh access to clean water mm -hmm. having the ability to power heat in your house and things like having general preparations physically is important but preparing mentally mm. that's why i think i can go look it's not in my control but what I have controlled is what I can control. Right. And that would be the anticipation of my response in the face of those events. And I can control those things. Yeah. And so those are the things that I have controlled, that I have taken action, and I'm ready to the best of my ability. Yeah. Beyond that, it doesn't serve me. No. 
to worry or stress or panic or to dwell on what could, might. It just ends up, for me, it ends up putting me in a place of apathy. I go to apathy is where I go. Well, and, and we're talking on a much bigger scale, right? We're talking about just life stuff. Everything else in the world shuts down around us if this type of uh, event were to, to occur. But Luke's statements are super relevant just in everyday life and business as well, right? You can really look at how much of your business stresses you out and how much of it's actually probably outside of your control. Right, a lot of it is you can make those, you can tune your business up and add systems or or things that make things more streamlined. But there are factors in the market, industries, things like that that you went through that. Yep. Right with COVID and and yep. affecting gyms and everything. It's like there just are going to be circumstances that that you simply can't control. And being mentally prepared, yeah, and in a healthy space to deal with all of that. I'd even say go as far to say the better you can master that now with your business, the more prepared you're going to be for any sort of disaster that comes down the line, no matter what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I kind of go plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. Right. And if you've, if you've mentally gone through the exercise of like, okay, this goes south. Well, how do, how, then what? Right. How am I responding emotionally? And I don't think any of us can actually like legitimately understand what that exercise what that's going to have to look like in the face of those events. Right. But I promise you it's better than not doing it. Right. Uh, and so whether it's you're preparing your business for, you know, economics, I mean, you know, whether it's real estate and you, and who knows what's going to happen with the, you know, the economic environment of the U S sure. right now, we are in a pickle to put it gently. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking depression, Possibly, yeah. like re real possibility of yeah. that happening, and maybe not, right? Yeah. We have no idea. <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, yes, there'll be someone that looks back and go, "I knew the whole time," but they got lucky because yeah, they guessed yeah. right. There's a hundred different ways that this could go, right. but we still have to go. All right, what happens if this all ends? Yeah, then what? How am I planning? How am I taking care of my employees? Is it still my responsibility to take care of my employees? How are they taking care of themselves? How am I taking care of my family? What about my neighbor? Like, it's good to go through some of those exercises yeah. and be like, all right, what are my options? Yeah, and it's, don't get me wrong, it's scary to think about these it things. Is. Don't get me wrong, like we're not, we're not talking about these things lightly, like, you know, just get it done and get it over with. That's, this, this stuff's tough to process because who wants to think about worst case scenarios playing out? Um, but, you know, as, as I shared with you earlier, um, I can't remember who said it, but, uh, when disaster strikes, the time to prepare is past, you yes. know? And so again, just taking a little bit of time and just sorting through some of the what ifs and just making sure that, Hey, if this were to happen, do I have somewhere to go? Can I make, uh, a shift here and help, you know, it doesn't matter, but go through those exercises just at least mentally so that you're uh, prepared enough to take on some of those challenges when they do come. And, and you can make it fun. Totally. You can make it fun. Absolutely. Like you can prepare in a number of different ways that would be a blast. You know, it, it, let's say, okay, this is wild. This is a crazy scenario, but let's just say, okay, let's just say um, someone detonated an EMP over, over the U over the U S. Right. Okay. And that's nothing more than a, nuclear weapon getting detonated at like, I don't know the exact, at, at altitude. 
right? And it detonates as an EMP. And every electronical component no longer works, right? So you're faced with a couple of choices. You either have invested in a truck that is not electrical based. Totally mechanical. That is, you know, from the 70s and doesn't, you know, need any of that stuff. Or you have horses, right? And you learn how to ride a horse and you have horses out there and your kids enjoy it and you learn them how to teach them how to take care of it. And you can create scenarios that are still fun for your family, learning how to ride dirt bikes, learning how to do so many different things Mm -hmm. that can serve your family for the here and now, but that is kind of a fun hedge against the, man, if it gets crazy. (laughs) It's still sure. going to be okay. And now you guys are well-trained and educated. So you and can still have fun doing it. It doesn't have to be this intense. Yeah, it really doesn't. What? Let me ask you, what external factors currently, if any, yeah. are affecting you right now? Yeah. Um, and I think we have to put an asterisk on effect because I don't I, – I tend to dismiss mm. a lot of external factors. That's kind of my default. And I say that because if I look backwards and and granted, historically looking backwards, my view and understanding is pretty limited. You know, maybe you can go back maybe early 1900s. And and I'm not saying I'm well educated, but that's probably when I say looking backwards, kind of what I'm looking at is the last century. Every generation has had something that they thought was going to destroy the world take over the world, change everything. There's a Japanese author that said, deep down in everybody's heart, everyone is waiting for the end of the world. <laughs> it's a dark it's a dark thought, but it resonates. It does. It hits you and you're like, yeah, there might be some truth to that. Yeah. And so if we look backwards, I think, and if you talk to your parents and your grandparents, like there's probably an element of every generation at some point going, this could go really bad really fast, mm-hmm. right? And this is how it ends. Or this is the the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? And whether that was Hitler or whether that was Vietnam or what, whatever it was, there was something, okay? So that as my lens for today, there's lots of some things. Sure. You know, we mentioned them at the beginning, right, with... A uh, huge conflict in Israel right now. Right. Massive. Ukraine and Russia. Massive. Massive. U.S. economics right now. Very scary. The election cycle. Not so much scary. I'm kind of entertained by it, to be honest. But it's like, WTF. <laughs> like, this like is I, the best we can do? I can't believe America's got two choices right now. It's just mind-blowing so, to me. Are there factors out there that worry me? Yes. I think probably the ones that I'm most concerned about are the ones that that I see impacting me the soonest and most directly, Mm -hmm. which is probably the U.S. economic footing. Sure. Probably that we're on. Um, We're in a weird spot. Um, Our national debt is... Sky high. It, Yeah, it's weird. It's, It's in a weird spot. I don't know enough. Like I'm not an economics guy. Like I, 
I consider myself well-read. I consider myself, you know, decently learned. But I don't know how you recover from it. I don't. And the, at some point, the music stops. The truth is, the only way to recover from it that I see is completely obliterating the Social Security program. And that's what we're, the majority of our debt, most people don't realize that. We have debt with China. We have debt with other countries. There's borrowed no, against future generations. It's borrowed against us. So it's it's <clears> our future. <throat> yeah. um, so the, our elders who are enjoying Social Security right now, who should, yeah. uh, we will not have those same nope. entitlements. Um, nope. So... Unfortunately, I think uh, we're all going to wake up and realize we just have no retirement plan. Yeah. And those of you that are putting money away, uh, we are in that vein. We're going to be grateful we did. And I'm, I've been, I've been singing that tune for a long time. I've been telling everybody, listen, it is time you grow your own wealth, build your own investments, get super serious about it. Uh, we should not rely on the government for anything. What did Ronald Reagan say? The scariest thing an American citizen can hear is we are the government and we're here to help. That's right. Right. It's like, no, don't yeah. rely on any of that. And so that's the only way we recover is everyone accepting and coming to terms with the fact that our social security program is nil. Yeah. Uh, economies around the world are collapsing. Yeah. You yeah. know, you can look at the last 10 years and, oh, I'm not super educated on it, but I know Greece took a huge a huge uh, dive. Obviously, there's several countries in South America, uh, El Salvador, basically NATO that that have taken huge, mm -hmm. huge dives. Like Europe, all of them. We're not immune to it, mm -hmm. and to think that we're going to come out just fine is naive. Like there's going to be pain. It's mm -hmm. going to be painful. Um, so I think those are the things that I'm, you know, most concerned about. Um, but again, the only thing that I can do about it really it's just out earn the pain yeah and that's wow and and that you just that came out of nowhere but <laughs> that was that's a t-shirt man that's a quote out earn the pain i like it it's your only choice because the government's gonna have to take taxes from 30 percent to 70 percent. it's it's gonna have to happen it, it they, they, they can't survive otherwise so they either collapse it or they make everybody pay. So you're going to have to out-earn the tax man. You're going to have to out-earn the pain. And the only thing you can do to control that is effort. That's it. Like, okay, subject to change and me getting more educated somewhere else, right? But based on today and what I know. Is right now a good time to start a business or a terrible time to start a business? It's the best time to start a business. You heard it from him. Yeah. Yeah. The only better time was yesterday. Yep. And the truth is, is there's always opportunity within a crisis. In fact, there's more opportunity within a crisis. Yep. And so I know all, all, all of us are somewhat afraid of, of the potential circumstances that are coming down the line, but keep your eyes open, stay educated. Like Robert Kiyosaki said, get educated enough to start seeing those opportunities unfold right before your very eyes. You think everyone crumbled during the Great Depression? Some did. Many crushed it because there was more they more wealth made during that period of time. Yes. There's and so much opportunity when there's blood in the streets, as gruesome as that is. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, for me externally, I, I shared it with you earlier, is just the onset of AI and, and how much that. Yeah, we didn't even mention that one. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big topic that. That kind of is getting ignored right now. Maybe not ignored, but maybe just not as you know bright a light on it right now, just because of the other circumstances with war and everything that's immediate right in front of us. 
But the onset of AI for my career, I'm in real estate. Uh, we own a real estate firm. Uh, and I think real estate brokers, this is just my, this is pure conjecture on my part, but this is my guess as to what the future is going to look like. I think real estate brokers and brokers in general for different things transactionally, I think will still exist. I think our jobs and our job descriptions will look massively different. And I think we'll be compensated less because of that. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. And, and rightfully so in some ways, right? If some of the legality or the fiduciary duties are taken off of our shoulders and passed on to a more blockchain, transparent type right. process, okay, I get that. That's yeah. that's probably a necessary uh, evolution in the industry. Uh, but that changes what I do and how I do it pretty drastically. Now, I could either shift those strategies and go, okay, can I figure out how to maximize monetization over this new model? Or do I shift and go, that's not, this is not exciting to me anymore. Yeah. So, but all those questions inside my mind right now around real estate are slowing. And I don't, I, and I, and I say that because it's not out of uh, fear as much as it is out of um, not wanting to expend my effort in a direction that I, at some point is going to feel totally sure. erroneous. Sure. You know, I, that's where my fear is. It's not failing. It's like, I, I just want to make sure where I put my energy, it's going to be worth it. Maybe that's not a thing. Maybe I got to get off of that pedestal a little bit and realize being an entrepreneur is full of performer work that is going to go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just part yeah. of it. A lot of wasted hours and time and just get used to it and be okay with that. Um, but the good news is I'm, I'm anchored and positioned well enough to thrive through it if I choose to shift that strategy in a new direction and try to monetize it in the best way possible. So I feel good about that, but it does cause me to pause and make me go, should I be focused on something else? You know, more so, not putting it away, but just right. putting it to the side for a second and putting more of my effort and time towards something that I feel will grow, you know, uh, with the onset of AI and some of these changes that are inevitable for our entire society. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, that's probably the one external factor that probably has me more bugged out than anything else. The wars are nerve wracking because it's feeling like America is becoming more and more of a target. And that's a little nerve wracking, uh, internationally anyway. Uh, but again, I have a lot of faith in our military. I have a lot of faith in our, our programs here to be able to protect us in a big way. So not as nervous about that. The UAP conversation, you know, that's a big one and that's a fun one to have because it's been, you know, it's been, uh, dogmatically criticized for a long time and it's no longer that. And it's kind of fun to actually hear voices come out that are speaking truth and talking about these things. I absolutely think it's real. I don't think it's not real, but I'm not afraid of it because for some reason internally, maybe I'm totally ignorant. I don't think they're violent. I don't think they're, I don't think, um, whatever it is, whoever it is, I, I genuinely believe they want to help in some way. I don't know how, I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. So that one doesn't bother me as much. Um, but you know, I think more than anything, Luke really is just, it's the fabric of society, how, how thin of a fabric it is. I think that's probably what externally, what has me on my toes a little bit more than anything else, right? Is just human behavior. Well, we all operate with a social <laughs> contract. Correct. And it's been socially peaceful for a long time. That's all we've ever known, right? We've come into a socially, ever since the civil, you can go back and say a civil war, but maybe even just 
civil rights movement, right? Where there was a lot of civil unrest for good reason, right? There was massive uh, prejudice and everything else going on within our own society that was causing serious rifts between different communities. And so, but since then it's been relatively peaceful in yeah. America um, and prosperous. And so uh, we just might see some new normals coming up, coming down the line. And so that's for me personally, what I'm preparing for is social unrest and just making sure that we're prepared against that. Yeah. When you uh, coming back to AI, right? Like mm -hmm. what's, what's the, what's your default response to that? Recognizing that it's, a threat maybe sound like a like a big word. That's not what I an a factor in the way your particular industry. Well, let's be honest, all of our industries. Yeah, you know, uh, could be affected by it. Do you find yourself leaning in to learn more, or do you find yourself going, I just need to get out and change? Yeah, so that's a great question. In the short term, I think AI is going to be extremely helpful and fruitful. I think in the long term, it'll start to turn on that. <laughs> uh, I, I, so the example I've used in the past and I'll use it again is Zillow, right? Zillow from, from the public eye, Zillow is an incredible resource to the public, right? To be able to navigate and search property and save property and do all this, uh, as realtors, however, Zillow came in early on in 2006 and just said, Hey, I have this great service that I want to provide to the public, your clients, and here's how we do it. And it seemed like a really, really good fit. And for a couple of years, it was. It was really fruitful for everybody. But then eventually, Zillow started gobbling up more MLSs and taking on more information and realizing that they were getting all of this for free, turning it right back around and selling it to us in, version, in, in ad space, impressions, all those sorts of things, and realizing we just gave away all the information for free, and now it's monetizing us. What the hell is going on? I think that's going to happen. Mm. I absolutely do, to the point where... In, in a lot of veins, we will no longer be needed and it will let us know that. Hmm. And in some ways, it's going to make things more convenient, right? Like that guy said kind of jokingly, like, dude, I, I want to just rage. Like AI is going to take, <laughs> yeah. AI is going to take over. It's time for us to party and kick it. This is what humans have been waiting for, you know, <laughs> somebody else to do all the work. So I don't have to. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think, you know, human beings, aside from wanting to have fun and let loose, we all do we need sense of purpose and we need to be able to work and feel like the work we're doing is, is valuable and, and all those things. And I just feel like if that, all those things get stripped away, which they are already, we can't say they're not going to, they are happening within our timeline right now. Um, I think is is foolish. I think, I think we're eventually going to wake up one day and realize we fed the beast and now we're, we're left without. Hopefully my hope is that, that AI can take over enough of those things, because it will, it is, that it, it ends up being helpful. Yeah. I just, that's my hope. That's, that's again, hoping for the best, planning for the worst. Uh, how it can turn into this sinister thing, I think may be controlled by humans, ultimately, um, to get it to that point. But um, I think in the short term, it's gonna be cute and fun for a while, and everyone's gonna play into it and think it's the next best thing. And then it's gonna get scary fast. There are always going to be things for every generation. Totally. That fundamentally change the way you probably perceive the world. And I think that that's partly just human evolution. Sure. Right? I mean, I can't imagine living in the time of dinosaurs and being like, we don't have a chance. Yeah. We are not the apex predator on this planet. 
right? Or whatever it is. But there's there's always going to be some sort of existential threat that feels like this is how it all ends. And I think you're faced with the option of either getting caught up in it and preventing you from moving forward or just recognizing that this is our version. Yep. And likely humanity will go on and we'll look back and go, yeah, it did change everything. Yeah. But we're okay. We adapted. Yep. We've adapted all along. That's why we're here as a race. I'm going to ask you a big question. Okay. What type of leadership do we need right now? Yowza. <laughs> it's a big one, I know. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just through your perspective of yeah. what's going on and what type of leader do we need right now? I, and, I, and I mean that externally and internally. Yeah. I don't know if I have a good answer, to be honest. Mm. We need somebody... Okay, so I think we need somebody. This is either you're either going to be endeared to me or not. <laughs> I think we need somebody that has Donald Trump policies with uh, Barack Obama empathy. Sure. With you know one of and I don't and I'm not good enough with knowing who our early presidents were to speak to it, but like. Um, I mean, Reagan's a good example. Like he, some sort of, uh, like, wisdom-filled statesman mm. that can that can be ruthless when needed. That can be compassionate as appropriate, and that can command respect from all nations. Mm. And if we could somehow as a society move from tribalism which is a that's massive a, arc it's a lay, layers, right i mean that's a, that's a whole deep dive right there in and of itself millennia but moving from us versus china us versus russia you know moving away from us versus them to us i think that's our only way is to pull up our bootstraps as as the human race. What did Teddy Roosevelt say? Speak softly but carry a big stick, right? Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. So I said I didn't have an answer. I guess I did, but you know, that's pretty generally speaking. I, and that's not that's not an absurd request. That's not uh, unreachable. Yeah, that person exists out there. Why they're in the shadows and not up front, I don't know. And I hope to God, I pray to God that that person rises up through the ashes and we find that person to lead us through this this craziness. Because who's in front of us right now? I don't care what you have to say to me. They ain't it. Yeah, <laughs> we need somebody to rise up with all of those characteristics. I agree with you. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I mean, it's certainly it's possible. It's to it's hundred percent possible. It is. Um, you know, I also believe that there are uh, players behind the scenes that we never know that actually determine who gets elected and who goes where. Sure. Right. So, does it fit in line with the overall world version that they see? Good example is uh, Starbucks. So Howard Schultz, when he went out to start Starbucks, was struggling. 
the guy that helped Walmart launch ended up finding out what Howard Schultz was up to, sidled up next to him and said, I'm going to help you grow this thing. I'm mm. excited about what you're doing too. That guy is the difference maker between Starbucks being great and not. Right. Howard Schultz may have found him. Maybe there was a part, sure. some, some of that like headhunting. But anyway, like you said, there's always people in the background that are actually making mountains move that we hear nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how much I, I, I guess I generally assume that they control most of the power. Um, I don't know that to be true or not. Illuminati. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could go into all kinds of conspiracy theories. Sure. Right. Um, sure. But yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know how it ends. All I know is that what I can control is what's here at my desk, what's yeah. underneath my roof, what's here in my local community. Those are the areas where I can, where I can actually create impact. Like, I don't know that I truly have impact in what president gets elected, but right. I can tell you, I do have impact on who ends up being on the county board of commissioners. Yeah. Right. Right. Or who has him, you know, that I have impact of who's on my school board. Right. Right. And I can control those areas. I can control how my kids get taught the value systems that I put out there into the world. I swear, I swear I choose to focus instead of being stuck in all the bigger stuff because God it breaks your heart and it ends up just making you go, why am I doing any of this? Yeah. I get so apathetic if I, if I dwell on that stuff you and it's just caring not about everything, you're just like, I don't care, whatever your, your, yours is more dismissive. Mine is more, I just do my best to not always can, but I would do my best to find the silver lining and everything I can. Sure. Right. Like, okay, this again, back to, I can't call it right. There's, yeah. There's gotta be a silver lining here because it might look like a disaster on the front end, but maybe this turns into something incredibly beautiful and, launches us into a golden age of humanity that we've never experienced before. We just don't know. And so mine's more like, what is the positive in this? There's gotta be something to grab. It's really important for my spirit, for my soul to survive through tragedy. If I can just latch onto that one small, tiny silver lining, even if it's uh, Iota, right? Just something. Um, that's kind of how I cope with it. But I, I get yeah. the apathy trained too. Yeah. Just going, who cares? <laughs> And I, I love that. And I alluded to that story in a couple of podcasts back. I didn't have the story at my at my fingertips when we, yeah. when, when we talked about it. And then after that podcast, I was like, I wish I really would have had that story. I started doing <laughs> research and it was the story of the Chinese farmer. It's awesome. Is, is where it comes from, right? Alan Watt. Mm -hmm. And through a series of events that take place to this Chinese farmer, perceived by some as catastrophic failures and perceived by some as huge upsides in right. each situation. His response was, I don't know what this is. I can't call it. And mm -hmm. I think if we can not get wrapped around the axle about what we think the situation looks like, but instead go, I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse. Like oh. truly. Yeah. And if I don't, then why allow it to, affect my disposition and my day or my week or whatever if truly i don't know if this is a blessing or a curse i can't call it yep and i think that goes for the macro and i think that goes with the micro too with uh getting a call from the school because your 
son or daughter's sick and you got to go pick them up in the middle of the day and it blows your whole day out of proportion, right? Like, right. Uh, yeah, you had you were supposed to do a lot today. You had all these things you were going to check the boxes on, but now you're not. And is that really a curse or is it a blessing that you get a few extra hours with your son or daughter? Like, I don't know. I can't call it. And, the, and you know, if we go back to what I mentioned a couple podcasts ago about Marcus Aurelius, that your only fear should not be the best, not being the best version of yourself. And so through the ups and downs, through the external and internal factors, no matter what it is, if you just focus on you being the best you through all of it, no matter if it's good or bad, up or down, left or right, that's, that's the win. Yep. You know, focus on what you can control, mm -hmm. but you have to be aware that you control so little. We really do. You know, and there's actually, it's funny because in one breath, there's fear in that. Like, oh God, I can't control everything. But then there's actually this beautiful freedom, freedom around going, I don't have to keep trying. Like how many of you out there are trying to control everything? Yeah. And you're driving yourself mad or you're sending yourself down a deep, dark hole. Don't. Yeah. You can't. It's not a thing. And if you are like not only internally, but externally, you're probably hurting people. Yeah. You're probably, you know, as someone told me a long time ago, you're certainly no, hurting the close people around you. Totally. said, if you're not, if you're not allowing other people to make important decisions around you, you're empowering nobody, mm. you know? And so, you know, but be the best version of you. Right. And somebody will say, well, what does that even look like? Well, that's, that's a personal conversation. No doubt about it. But I think we all know if we've given our best effort at the end of the day, we know. Yeah. We know. You can check into that. And if it's a constant, no, I didn't, then change that yeah. as soon as possible. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at that. There are days where I feel like I have. There are days where I feel like I have not. Yeah. I mean, grace. Yeah. Grace is the word, totally. right? You just, every day is going to look a little bit different. And this is a soupy conversation. What I mean by that is it's just like, it's kind of like looking out the window. It's foggy. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's a, that's a great point. Actually, this is not, this is not going to be crystal clear for everybody. Everybody's going to be in a different season on a different path with these topics. But I think if we centralize it back to control what you can control. Yeah. Be the best version of you yeah. and forget about the rest. Yep. You know, there's really, you can prepare up to a certain point. Once you're prepared, let it go. Yep. Yep. I don't know what else we say about it. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good wrap for All sure. Right. All Thanks right. for joining us. We out. Thank you for tuning in to Processing Purpose. We hope you grabbed a few gold nuggets to take one step forward in your journey of life and business. Please remember to like and subscribe our channel if you'd like to get more content to help you build and grow everything around you. Make today your best day. Today is day one.